This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out on Old Dan this morning. Or at this time, you may hear this message in the afternoon or the night, wherever you live. But it's Old old Dan, riding out on Old Dan, Old Faithful Horse. Get up, Dan. We've got to get a getting. We're bringing you a message, a series of messages on the Antichrist Bible, the R, the RSV, the Revised Standard Version Bible. And, and, and it's a very interesting study. It's enlightening, eye-opening. I hope you're getting a message out of it. If you want these tapes, I'll be glad to quote you a price on them. And also, would you, would you sit down and pray for me? The old trailblazers grows mighty weary sometime, and I need your prayers. Also, we've put together a little uh, notes on uh, revised versions of the Bible, not just the RSV, but also on some of the other Bibles where there's much error there. And uh, let me just quote you from one of those one of those translations. In the Living Bible, many folks are people come into the bookstore here, and they say, "My pastor says don't use anything except the Living Bible." Now I want to give you one one translation there, one example, and when you when the broadcast goes off, go get your living Bible if you have one and look this up and compare it to the King James Version. In the first Kings eighteen twenty seven we reads Perhaps he's talking to someone else or out sitting on the toilet. Now, my friend, listen. Then in Zechariah thirteen six we read and if someone asked them what are those scars on your chest and on your back? You will say, I got into a brawl at the home of a friend. Now, my friend, if you look those two scriptures up, I won't have to say anything else to you. That's 1 Kings 18.27 and Zechariah 16.13.6 in your living Bible. And we'll say more about this little pamphlet I put together. I'll be glad to send it to you. But we're looking at this time at this fact that the translators... Those who translated this so-called uh, RSB Bible, they don't believe the Bible to be the Word of God. We're going to show you why. These translators of this Revised Standard Version do not believe the Bible to be God's Word. They do not believe that the sacred scriptures are infallible, inerrant, inverbally, and verbally inspired. They don't believe that the Bible is the final and only infallible revelation to God, to God from uh, revelation of God to man. They do not believe that the Bible is the all-sufficient rule of faith and practice, and that is given to make one wise unto salvation. They don't believe that the Holy Spirit is the author of the Word, and that it's the last word of authority from God to man. No, they believe that the Bible contains the Word of God. You get that? That we read in it to find the Word of God. This is clearly brought out and set forth. Now, I want you to listen. In the preface of the Revised Standard Version, the preface there in the front of the Bible, front of the RSB Bible, let me read the last paragraph of the preface. It won't take but a moment. This is, I quote, The Bible is more than a historical document to be preserved, and it is more than a classical English literature to be cherished and admired. It is a record of God's dealing with men, of God's revelation of himself and his will. It records the life and work of him in whom the word of God became flesh and dwelt among men. The Bible carries its full message not to those who regard it simply as a heritage of the past or praise its literary style, but to those who read it, that it may de- 
that they may discern and understand God's word to men. That word must not be disguised in phrases that are no longer clear or hidden in words that have changed or lost their meaning. It must stand forth in language that is direct and plain and meaningful to people today. It is our hope and our earnest prayer that this revised standard version of the Bible may be used by God to speak to men in these momentous times and to help them to understand and believe and obey God's Word. This concluding paragraph of the preface sets forth very clearly what these modernists think of the Bible as God's Word. Here we have the new modern expression, modernism expressing itself in such a way that no statement whatever is made that the Bible is the Word of God or that the Bible is inspired by God. There's no reference made here as to the author of the Bible. The name Holy Spirit is not used here at all. Let's look more closely at two or three statements in this part of the preface that I have just, preface that I have just quoted. The Bible is more than an historical document to precede to be preserved. It is more than a classic of English literature to be cherished and admired. When you read that statement, you would think immediately that we will be told that the Bible is the Word of God, given by inspiration of God, that it is holy men of God who spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. But they go on to say, it is a record of God's dealing with men, of God's revelation of himself, uh, and of his will. Notice here they say a record. They say that the Bible is only a record. They do not call it an inspired record. No. Or a true and infallible record. All of this has been eliminated. Let me say, friend, if the Bible is no more than a record, we do not have anything to be frank with you. That's all the RSV Bible is, a record. Now listen to this statement. It records the life and work of him in whom the word of God became flesh and dwelt among men. There's not one single word in this phrase, but what every rank modernist and infidel would endorse. And the whole thing is so designed to deceive the average individual who is not aware of the full significance of the words. The casual reader, glancing over this preface, would at first reading would say, I see no harm in that book. It looks all right to me, but if you study and analyze it, you'll begin to see what deception they have given it. Let me call your attention to this statement. The Bible carries its full message, not to those who regard it simply as a heritage of the past or praise its literary style, but to those who read it and that they may discern and understand God's word to men. This is one of the most clearest, one of the clearest modernistic sentences that could have ever been written. You can see from this statement that they do not read the Bible because it is the Word of God. They read it in order that they might discern or find the Word of God. Now let's see if I can state clearly the position of these modernistic scholars on the Word of God, and it's this, that the words of the Bible are not the words of God, but that the words of the Bible may convert convey the words of God to those who can discern it. 
You have to understand their position about the Bible to understand why they have undercut the deity of Christ and exalted the spirit of the Antichrist. Now, let's look at one more statement in the preface, which clearly states their position, that the word must not be disguised in phrases that no longer clear or hidden words that are no longer clear are hidden under words that have changed or lost their meaning. Can't you see just the, the, the high learning oozing out of these statements, my friend? He says it must stand forth in language that is direct and plain and meaningful to people today. Here they have stated their position plainly, and that is that the Word of God is hidden under words, disguised in phrases. But let me make this fact clear and plain. The language of the Bible itself is the Word of God. It's verbally inspired. Holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. I cannot, my friends, help raising my voice with all the strength that I have against this ungodly group of translators who are trying and attempting to thrust down our throats the idea that the Word of God is hidden and disguised under phrases and word. This is exactly what they have done in this so-called new translation. The Bible is the Word of God itself inerrant, infallible, verbally inspired, unbroken, eternal, and I regard it as such. I believe it as such, as, and I am preaching it as such. I know folks who do not like dogmatic statements in this day of laxity, immorality, loose living, empty religious profession, but it's time for straight shooting, my friend. Let me say here, the old trailblazer does not bite his tongue to call sin, sin. Let me say again, this group of translators do not believe the Bible is the word of God. They consider it only to be a record, like a court record, or a record of a murder, or a record of a transaction of a sale. When they approached these ancient documents to give us this new translation, that was the attitude in which they approached it. They did not approach it as the sacred scriptures dictated by the Holy Spirit. In the American Weekly of November 2, 1952, under the title, Why They Changed the Bible by Ruth and Edward Breacher, you will find this paragraph, I'll have time to read it for you, which further reveals, reveals the attitude of these translators. Listen to their description of the translators at work, watching that group of solemn-faced men heatedly debating around a conference table, you might never have guessed the work they were doing. From time to time, one of the seated men would pound the table to emphasize a point, and an opponent would reply with equal vigor. Then a compromise suggestion would be offered, or the tension would be eased by a quiet joke. No, you might never have guessed that these men about the table were among America's foremost Bible authorities engaged in somewhat awesome task of reviving the Holy Spirit, the Holy Bible. What an attitude on the part of the scholars in approaching the Bible. Instead of exalting the Lord Jesus and praising his holy name, they were sitting here changing the Bible in such an atmosphere, undercutting the deity of Christ. Why? because they do not believe the Bible is the Word of God. There was not the spirit of prayer, because these botanists do not believe in prayer. Now, my friend, I know that we're wading off into deep water here, and maybe you don't understand what's all, what this is all about, why the old trailblazer is so worked up, but I know 
And I understand this a little bit about the work of Satan and the Antichrist spirit that's here with us today. This day of apostasy. Oh, my friend, the Apostle Paul said, in those days, perilous times will come. And that's the day in which we're living now. The perilous times are when men will believe a lie. When men will be under a strong delusion to believe a lie. Our folks now, my folks, the average person that you and I meet, they believe whatever. Just so that says Holy Bible on the front of it, it doesn't make any difference. Just so they have a religious covering, just so they made a decision for Jesus, just so they say, sweet Jesus. Oh, listen, I ask folks, how, where are they going to spend eternity? They say, in, in heaven with sweet Jesus. My friend, it's the Lord Jesus Christ. These People here have undercut the deity of our blessed Lord, and they call him mere Jesus. And one day, one day, that verse that I read, let me read it to you again, there in the last chapter of Revelation. And listen, any man, if any man shall take away from the words of this book, of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the tree of life, and and listen, out of and out of the holy city and from these things which are written. He that testifies these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so come, Lord Jesus. Won't you be glad when the Lord comes? All of these folks, if they never repent, they'll just wind up in hell, my friend. Their names will not be in the, in the Lamb's Book of Life. You say, Trailblazer, you're just hard. you just mean. You're just dogmatic. Well, my friend, the Bible says, the soul that sinneth, it shall die. The Bible says that God is angry with the wicked every day. And these wicked men, no matter how learned, no matter how high and, and scholastic they've gone, no matter what they, how many letters they have behind their name, they have taken it upon themselves to, to do away with the, with the inspired word of God and put their two cents worth in. And they'll just have to make a good back stick in hell, my friend. It, I'm telling you, I'll tell you what the truth is, my friend, that men won't have God's word. This is the old trailblazer. I wish you'd sit down and write me. Remember, my mailing address is the old trailblazer, post office box, 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Goodbye and God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis reminds you, our Radio Missions Internet radio station offers music, current old trailblazer broadcasts, current Voice of Truth broadcasts, classic sermons, and more, 24 hours a day. For information on how to listen to Radio Missions Internet radio, visit our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org. 